Welcome to the When Wit Happens podcast. This is a podcast that helps you find ways to celebrate and live your best life even when stuff happens. Now, here's your host, Wit West. Welcome back to When Wit Happens. And today we have a special guest and I'm going to let him introduce himself. So um, special guest, can you go ahead and introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, hello, everyone. My name is uh, Wesley Weston. Um, my artist name is Mr. West, and, and my culinary name is the uh, Lazy Man Chef. And um, hopefully we'll be talking about both of those things so it'll make a little more sense later on in the interview. Yeah, so he does some of everything. So we're going to be talking <laughs> about some of everything today on the podcast. So um as um, I've probably mentioned on social media, I'm going to be bringing in a good amount of my friends onto the podcast to just talk about different things they have going on, um, different things about friendships and life and things like that. So I'm happy to have Wes on here today to talk about all the 10 million things he has going on in his life right now. <laughs> so Wes, just to kick it off, do you remember how we met? No. I don't, I don't. have... I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you were mean and rude to me. Oh, um, wow. I'm sure, you, I'm sure you probably said something like offensive, and I was just taken aback. Uh, yeah, that's oh not Oh, my gosh. Bad. If anybody <laughs> <laughs> knows Wes, they know this is ridiculous right here because he is like the <laughs> person ever. He always got a joke. He always rubbing stuff in your face. He is like petty personified, okay? <laughs> and then you know he just he is a mess i don't remember it has to be through i don't know i have no clue actually um over the years i picked him up and have not been able to get rid of him so here he is no, I'm, I'm like herpes yeah i'm back terrible and <laughs> <laughs> if anybody didn't believe what i said a minute ago you now see that he's the problem. <laughs> Okay, so you mentioned all your different personas. So what do you do for your day job? Tell the people that. Let's start there. Um, so my day job, what people people will consider a nine to five is I am an attorney by trade. Um, I went to undergrad. I went to the University of Arkansas, go Razorbacks, and I got a bachelor's in political science and a bachelor's in criminal justice. Um, and then from there, I kind of bounced around, uh, picked up a few masters. I've lived in quite a few different locations. Um, some of them I won't mention because I kind of try to block them out of my memory. <laughs> um, and then I ended up in DC. Um, I'm one of those rare situations where your, uh, professional career really starts in the nation's capital. Uh, for my profession, most people end up there. You either work in like local and state government and try to work your way up and your 30s and 40s, you end up in what they call the big city, or at least that's what my family calls it, the big city. <laughs> um, but I ended up, I started out in D.C. I started as an unpaid intern um, for a, a former senator and I loved it. I absolutely loved the area. I loved what I was doing. Um, I've always had a passion for law. My mother says that when I was in kindergarten and they asked us to draw pictures of what you wanted to be, I drew a picture of a man in a long black robe and my teacher was like, what is this? Uh, and I said, I want to be a judge. 
she like sent a letter home to my mother and was like, do you have any like attorneys or judges or anything like that in your family? Like, how would he know what this is? And my mom was like, girl, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's always been in me. Uh, my passion for the law comes from, I feel like the minority communities um, are very uneducated and unaware of their, of their legal rights of the law, what you can and cannot do and things mm -hmm. like that. And that is initially why I went into law because I have a desire to educate people on, you know, what you can do when the police pull you over or what you can do when your neighbor has called in a noise, a noise disorder and, and it's knocking and the police is knocking on your door. Like, what can you really do? And things like that. So that's what I do for my nine to five. Um, I happen to own a couple of businesses here in the DMV area. Um, so yeah. Yeah, you're forever doing the most, but I can't even talk about you because I'm also forever doing the most. So I, you know, I feel absolutely. You. Oh, oh absolutely. really? <laughs> like, ma'am, like absolutely. <laughs> what and ever? I'm just saying, we're forever doing the most because you know, don't take for granted, you know, any kind of time opportunity that we have, and I really do appreciate that about you. And um, another thing that we we share is that. You know, we're both dealing with chronic illnesses, different ones, but, you know, pushing through those types of things and being able to thrive in our careers and businesses and other ventures is definitely um, something that I admire about you. And, you know, I'm happy that you're able to share that with people and so they can see your success story. Oh, thanks. That might be the first nice thing you've ever said. It probably is the first nice thing I've ever said. That's so nice of me. I'm so but, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad this is going on record so that I can like bring this up again. I guess. I mean, whatever. Fine. Something nice about you on record. I mean, tomorrow I'll I'll make up for it. Um and ask you to be, <laughs> and ask you to be the person or something again. <laughs> but um so Mr. West, how about that side of you? So tell us a little bit about the music that you make. Um and how you got into singing. Okay. So, um, like you said, my uh, musical persona, my artist name is Mr. West. That's W-E-S, no T. Um, and I started singing at a very young age. I grew up in a uh, very religious household and a musical household. Mm -hmm. So music was always around. Um, I think what makes me different from a lot of people with my similar upbringing is that I did not uh, start singing in the church. Um, I actually started singing in core music and choir and things like that. Mm. And uh, ironically, I was actually telling a friend of mine this same story a couple of days ago, how I remember attending an Upward Bound summer camp. And I think it was my the summer of going into my ninth grade year. And it was an academic camp and then you know they did they had other functions so at the end of the camp they would do this uh showcase and they would let the students just kind of do whatever they would want to do they would present the academic awards uh for you know who achieved the highest in each subject and things like that so i invited my mother out and a couple of my family members under the pretenses of i'm winning academic awards like you guys are used to this i'm always on, on the road show up so mm -hmm. that's what that's what they when they attended that's what they were looking for so uh i had i did not mention to them that i would actually be performing 
So they had me slated as the first artist, the first student to perform. And I sang Tony Braxton's Let It Slow. Uh, and I remember like walking out. I'm, as you guys will probably realize, I'm kind of dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, while I'm walking out, my back is to the stage. I'm doing some type of dance move. And I turn my body around really quickly and kick the mic stand and flip it up. And I remember looking dead center of the audience. My mother, my mother stood up and she's looking, eyes are squinted, and I, I can see her saying, that cannot be my child. <laughs> uh, complete shock. And um, that was my first time actually having the experience of being a solo artist or a solo performer on any type of stage. Um, and I've kind of been singing ever since then. I got into the uh, actual music business in undergrad. Um, kind of a right place, right time opportunity. And I ended up working with a writing group and we wrote for a couple of famous artists. Uh, we wrote, actually wrote for a lot of people, but some of the songs did get picked up by a few known people. And then that's when I got a taste of, oh, you can make money doing this. Um, so I put my pen to work and I've been writing in the industry for quite a few years now. And back in 20, um, I want to say back in like 2010, 2011, I was working with, um, a couple of writers on, uh, with an artist and I was actually doing some background vocals and I'm not going to mention the artist's name, but, uh, she said, uh, have you thought about doing solo? You're good. And I looked at her like, lady, you're crazy. Like, first off, no. Uh, second off, F no. And thirdly, uh-uh, I'm good. Like, I enjoy staying behind the board, you know, getting my little royalties checks and living my own life. Um, and then the next artist, I want to say it was like a couple of weeks later that I worked with was actually a male. And he kind of challenged me. And he said that I feel like you're scared to do it. You're scared mm-hmm. that you're going to succeed. Uh, and I was like, challenge? Okay. Um, so I put out my first record back in uh, 2012. Um, I got signed to a, a uh, introductory deal or a uh, single deal with a label. And they just kind of want to give, give me a try to see what we can do. We put out the first song, which was Throw Your Drinks Up. Um, and I absolutely hated the song. <laughs> I hated the song. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't feel like it represented the type of artist I was. It didn't give me a chance to like vocally show what I could do. Uh, I didn't really get to write on the song. Um, it just wasn't for me. Um, so, the, but but ironically, the song did well. Like it did numbers. It did kind of what the label wanted to see. So they offered me a full contract, and I ended up turning it down. Um, because I didn't feel like that label was a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. So fast forward two years down the road, um, I got another opportunity with another label, a smaller label, and they gave me a lot of creative control um, because at this point I've been writing for years. I've managed a few artists. I've sang background. Like I know the industry. I know, I know what's going on. Right. So they gave me a lot of creative control, and that's when my first official album, What Is Love, came out. Uh, with the lead single Ride With Me. Um, and I remember <laughs> when the single first got released, I had all kinds of people hitting me up and, and being like, oh my God, you can really sing. And I'm like, I've been, yeah. <laughs> like, <good. laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was lying. Um, so that's when like 
in my opinion, that's when Mr. West was really born. And I'm excited to say that my third album, Sincerely Wesley, is going to be coming out uh, this Wednesday. That's July 18th. It'll be available everywhere. Um, if you are in the DMV area, it'll also be available at a couple of Walmarts um, if you want to get a hard copy. But it will be available for downloading, streaming on every, every, every app, every site. Um, I'm really excited about this album. Um, this will actually be my third and final album. I, um, I wrote down my goals prior to the What Is Love album, and I had three things on the list that I wanted to achieve, and um, I've done all three. So I'm really big on completing things that you set out to do, and once you're done, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother is a pastor, and she says in her sermons all the time, when, when God is done talking, I'm done talking. Um, and that's kind of how I live my life. Like, I've done what I wanted to do. I've had a really good time. I worked really, really, really hard. Um, and this is it. Yeah, I noticed that the, you were saying that this is going to be your final album. Um, did anybody really know that beforehand? Because I felt like that was a kind of a shock to me when I saw it. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody knew that knew that even the people that are featured on the album even the producers that i work with and the other writers nobody had any idea that that this was going to be it for me and i can't really say that i knew it was going to be it until like halfway through the process and i noticed how the album was shaping up and i started to notice how i felt about some of the songs Mm -hmm. um and how i felt that i don't really have anything else to say as an artist I don't want to be one of those artists that's just putting out music just to be putting out. Um, I don't want to be, I'm trying not to be shady. I don't want to be a couple of those artists that have 19, 20, 21 albums out and 17 of those, you don't even know what they are. Like I, I always want to put out meaningful music. I want people to hear my songs and say, oh my God, I went through that. Or, oh my God, that was my experience. Or, oh my God, you helped me through that and things like that. Um, I want people to hear, when you hear my, my lyrics, when you hear my voice, I want you to feel what I'm doing. I want you to be able to close your eyes and see the picture that I'm painting. And when I'm done, I'm done. And I feel like this album gives everything else that I have to say. It gives a complete picture of who I am as an artist. There are some, there is a ballad. Most of these are uh, mid-tempo. There is a summer radio song that, We'll be debuting on a couple of DC radios um, next week, actually. So I feel really good about it. I think it's a really good sound. I think it's a really strong sound. Um, I think it's a great follow-up to my second album, which just went gold a couple of weeks ago. Praise God for that. Um, and yeah, so I'm when I'm done, I'm done. But do you think that leaves you room to possibly do something in the future, like years down the road, if you have something else to say? Yes. I'm not going to say that that door is completely closed. The door is closed many weeks. Um, But I will say that if I get the uh, inspiration to do something or if I am asked to, you know, be featured on someone's project, I'm always open to that. I love working with other artists. Like that gives me great joy. And this is not the end of me working in music. I'm going to run to continue to write, going to continue to produce um, because that's my bread and butter. That's, that's honestly what I really love doing. Um, 
that brings me so much joy to see, to have me have a conversation with an artist, uh, structure a song, create a song, have them put their spin on it and have it succeed. That, that, that personally brings me so much joy. So I'm going to continue to do that because I like doing it. Um, but just as for me being a solo artist as of now, I'm done. You're done. Okay. But in the same vein, you're you're done being a solo artist musically, but you're stepping out into the YouTube world in cooking. And yes. your cooking show <laughs> is popping on down to YouTube. So um yeah. if, if people haven't you know, people don't know you or they haven't, you know, followed you on social media. You know, they don't know that you were doing these lazy man cooking tutorials on Snapchat and all this stuff. And I used to harass you about it all the time. <laughs> and so now you've pulled that off of that platform and on to YouTube. So where did your passion for cooking come from? Uh, my passion from cooking came from I like to eat. <laughs> don't we all? That's honestly where it really comes from i like to eat um i was honestly never taught to cook growing up i still remember being like eight or nine and my mother was attempting to teach me how to cook and she i'd almost burned the house down boiling water i mean boiling rice like and she was done <laughs> we oh, never revisited cooking ever again uh, but in college uh, my sophomore junior year i had a roommate who cooked a lot so I would just like watch him and I would ask questions and he kind of gave me like the foundation of, you know, these seasonings go well together and this is how you cook a steak and, you know, things like that. So that, that was like the initial cooking bug. And when I first moved to D.C., um, like I said, I moved here on an unpaid internship. And one of the things our internship coordinator told us was find something else to do with your time because you're not going to be working full time hours because we're not paying y'all. So find something else to do. So I initially started taking these introductory bartending classes uh, because, you know, I may enjoy a beverage every now and then. Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and those, they would talk about cooking pairings and things like that. And one day I just kind of woke up and was like, I think I want to take cooking classes. So me being the millennial that I am, you know, you go online. You may find a Groupon and, you know, you take a class here, you take a class there. And I started to really, really like it. So that's how the whole Snapchat thing started. I want to say about, uh, geez, probably like three, four years ago now. Uh, I started just doing little small things and what I thought would be basic things. And people, it started to pick up. People would ask questions and people would make requests of meals. And, oh, my God, I missed that snap. Can you repost it? Or... I'm, I'm attempting to do what you did. Can I send you a video and you tell me what's going wrong because it doesn't taste right and things like that. So when I kind of noticed that I had a little following, I was like, oh my God, like, I should probably brand this. So that's when the whole uh, Lazy Man cooking show started. And um, about 18 months ago, I got approached about taking it to YouTube. And initially I said no because... I knew what type of time commitment that was. Mm -hmm. I knew that doing things on social media, I'm really just doing them for fun and I'm doing them when I want to do them. Mm -hmm. um, and if I want to take a couple of weeks, a couple of months off, that's fine. And when I pick it back up, folks will watch it or folks won't. I'm okay. 
um, but putting something out on YouTube is so permanent and it's so established. And me doing Snapchat videos in my house, in my kitchen, is just me. It's me and my phone and my stove. Right. But YouTube's a production. So, like, it's going to take more than just uh, Wesley to, to pull this off. Um, so I kind of let them convince me to give it a try. Um, but the first thing they told me I had to do was stop doing videos on Snapchat. And I was like, well, that's no fun. Like, I actually like doing those. Um, so we had we laid out a whole PR plan, a whole timeline, a whole schedule, and popped back up on YouTube. And um, I will say that it is a process of pulling the people who followed me on Snapchat, pulling them over to YouTube. Um, but we kept all these things in consideration when we were uh, planning out our menu, which is why my first recipes involved um, alcohol and liquor infusion, because those things get people attention. Right. Um, and my, my cognac barbecue wings are still famous. People ask me to do those on the fly. Um, so I felt like, like that would be a good start for me. Um, so as for the show as of now, I... I will say that it is a lot of work, but I, I am enjoying the results that we're getting. I am enjoying having people uh, hit me up on the Instagram account. Instagram account, go ahead and follow that if you guys haven't already. That's the Lazy Man Cooking Show. And uh, people are asking questions and people are putting in requests. I was actually just out yesterday. I was out last night and someone saw me on the street and said, oh, my God, you're the Lazy Man. And I was like, wow, this is weird. <laughs> uh, but she asked me to do something for her. She was like, can you do a vegetarian meal um, so that I can show my husband that you can make vegetarian food tasty? I love that. Like, that's the purpose of the show. Uh, when people hear the, the name Lazy Man, it kind of confuses them. Um, but the whole brand is basically for those people, for, for me, for those people who, you know, you have a job. You may have a family, you may have some pets, you know, you may have a job and a business, um, or you may be, you know, you have a side hustle and things like that. So you don't have that much time to cook. Um, and if and if people are really like me, sometimes even I don't want to cook. Right. Like I just don't feel like it. Or you get home and it's already kind of late and you're like, ugh, what am I going to eat? Let me walk in here and see what's in here. Mm. My show is made for you. My show is you're going to take five or ten ingredients. Uh, and we're going to put you a meal together really, really quickly. Most of our meals are running 30 to 45 minutes from start to finish, and it's going to taste good. It's going to be good. Um, I will say about 80% of them are good for you. Now, we, are, we do have some of those bench day sweatpants meals, but, I mean, who doesn't enjoy those in their lives? Um, so, my, you know, my, my brand is for you. It's for the average person it's honestly not for the the person who has time to sit at home all day and write out recipes and then go shopping all day for 20 25 ingredients and make out this list and then watch this whole julia child show and i don't have i don't have time for that right ain't nobody got time for that ain't nobody <laughs> unless it's the weekend maybe and then probably not even still <laughs> not really because i don't even like cooking on a weekend so no right. <laughs> It's a struggle. It's like Sunday. Let me go and cook so I have something to eat for the next couple of nights. But really, I still don't feel like it. That's the life. Oh my God. 
Yep. <laughs> All the time. I keep saying, like, maybe I should try to cook on Saturday so my Sunday can really be relaxing. But then Saturday coming, it's like, mm-mm. I'm all... I'm not cooking. Mm-mm. I'm not cooking at all. I'm woe out from the week. Ain't nobody got time. So it's good that you have some stuff that's quick in the week because by the time it comes to cooking in the week, I definitely need something quick because... Yes. The days I come home and try to be extra, I wear myself out like I've been working eight hours trying to get home and cutting up some cabbage and cutting some corn. I don't got time for that. I don't got time. At all. Exactly. I'm like I know. But yeah. And we, um, like some of, for some of our future meals, we're going to start doing some series. Um, our first series, which is going to run the beginning of August, it's a Dinner with Bay series. So I'm going to take you through cooking an actual uh, three-course meal for your bay, you know, like an anniversary, birthday, surprise type of dinner. But then we're going to do those One Pot Wonders, we're going to do a One Pot Wonders series. We're going to do a meal prep series. We're going to do a crock pot series because Lord knows I love a crock pot. Um, so I think that I'm going to try to do something for everybody. That's good. I was just about to ask if you're going to do any full meals, so that's kind of good to know. And meal prep too, because Lord knows, yeah, um, I need some ideas with that. And you, you, you do a good job doing those too. Sometimes because I know I would mess with you about that too. Um, asking you where your starch was. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the, why is there no rice in this stir fry? Hello, because why ain't no rice? Healthy, in there? <laughs> because it's healthy. Don't nobody care about you being healthy. You need some rice. In that <laughs> I understand, I get it, but still, you need it. It's it's required to have a stir fry without rice. But yeah, um, so that's good. I, I can't wait to see. Are you looking to do them more often? Because I'm like listening about to all the stuff that you got coming up, and I'm like, okay, when these videos gonna be coming up? Because you know, right now, how often are you doing? Like every couple weeks or? So right now we're posting a video every other week. Okay. Um, so the next video will be posted this week. Um, I kind of like that timeline. I kind of like that uh, release schedule because it gives people to actually do them. Mm. Um, and it gives people to actually give me feedback and it gives people the time to say, I, I did your recipe and it turned out like this. Here's the pictures, here's the video and things like that. Because uh, I know that even some of the culinary famous people that I follow on social media and on YouTube, they do things, they do so much. Like I, I forgot the first um, meal that you did that I was really interested in because now I'm looking at bill number seven and it's only day eight. Like, how do you have, no. <laughs> so I kind of like that production, uh, that release schedule, but um, what I will, to, I guess to, to answer the second part of your question, when we do record, we record like five or six episodes in that one block. Um, so even though I am going to be really, 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 really busy, cause I do have a, 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 10 city tour starting the first weekend in August, most of my episodes that are coming out between here and I think October have already been recorded. They're already ready. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so you have a whole production team. I was going to ask you about that on the side, but now that we're here, so you have a whole production <laughs> team helping you film and all that stuff. Yes, I have I have an entire squad. Um, none of this from cooking to music to my side businesses, none of this would happen without the people that are behind the scenes and the people that 
probably when my name pops up on their phone, they go, oh, what does he want now? Um, so I, I am eternally, eternally grateful for them. Um, they are also uh, highly compensated. So there's that. Um, but yes, I do have a whole production team. I have um, an amazing videographer who does all of my steals, all of my video, all of my editing, all of the flyers that you guys see me posting on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, Kevin is the absolute greatest. Um, we argue a lot because he's intimidated because, you know, that's his specialty. And I'm the artist. And sometimes the artist wants what the artist wants. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then I have a couple of assistants that, you know, my life wouldn't exist without them. Um, and I have all of that. So it, it's great. I, I love my team. That's good. That's really good. I, I'm glad to hear that you got, got all your people working, highly compensated and all that stuff. You got good people because that editing, that editing will take you down. So <laughs> it's good to have people I, who can do I that. can't imagine how I don't, I, listen, because I know how long it takes to actually the actual raw footage from an episode and then for them to condense it down into four or five minutes and then give me a 60 second speed video. Like I, I, I thank God for them because my brain doesn't even work like that. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's the importance of like having people who, you know, can do the stuff and you know, they do it well and to delegate yeah. um, kind of be a leader. Yeah throughout all of these things, you know, even as the talent, you know, yeah, it's your stuff, it's your product, you're the face of it. So anything else that you have going on? So you have, you know, the music, you have, you know, the cooking, you have your job, you're about to go on tour. What cities are you going to? Yeah, so we have a uh, 10 city tour that will be starting the uh, first weekend in August. Um, it's actually going to be starting in Honolulu, Hawaii. Well, um, so I, I didn't am get invited to that. Uh, As press, yeah. uh, you know something. Mm -hmm. you hook me up on. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> uh, but I am crazy, crazy, crazy excited about the first show. I've I've never even been to Hawaii, uh, <sighs> so for me to be asked to come out and to one sing, to be paid, uh, I'm excited. Sign me up. Um, so we're going to be doing Honolulu. Um, it's going to be a show in obviously DC. I'm going to do a show in uh, New Orleans, Chicago, Memphis, St. Louis, um, and a couple of other cities. I don't want to mess so these names up. Where's, where's my ticket to the, um, New Orleans show? Um, none of, none of the information has been released. Oh. You, you know, you know, we have for all of this, uh, <laughs> but the information will be put out there and, uh, I'm really, really excited about it. This tour um, or this show itself is a lot of work. Um, I didn't, they didn't maybe pull out my old dance sneakers. I got I got a little one, two step. Um, right. Like that, that whole Whitney left, right, back, forth. It's not going <laughs> to work this time. what they told me. Uh, so <laughs> I had to pull out these old dance moves from high school and from college. And, um, but I'm really excited. And that's actually a plus. Uh, um, putting out music consistently is that now I have enough of my own music to do my own show. Right. Um, I don't have to do any covers. Um, even though I'm still going to do a cover every now and then, because there are some covers that I know I did really well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and throw those in the show, but I'm really, really excited to be doing 90% of the show being my own music. 
Um, so that's that's really exciting. And um, especially for a lot of the ballads that we've turned into dance mixes or into remixes to, to have to see how people react to those. That's really exciting. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you have a lot going on for real. Like <laughs> it really is. It really is a lot. So like when you do have downtime, like what do you really like to do to I relax? Sleep. Huh? I, I sleep. I sleep. <laughs> you sound like me. I sleep. <laughs> you, I sleep. I sleep. <laughs> the most boring. I don't, I don't. I don't. Honestly, the way my life has been set up for like the last five years, I honestly don't have a lot of downtime. So when I do have it, yeah, I'm probably asleep. You can, you can ask like my, my friends that know me in my real life. If you text me and I don't respond back within like 10, 15 minutes because I'm, my phone is normally attached to my hand. Uh-huh. He's asleep. Um, yeah. And that's just what it is. But uh, um, aside from being a, a chef, it still feels weird to call myself a chef. But aside from being a culinary person, I'm also a foodie. So I mm-hmm. love to go out to eat. I love to try new restaurants. I love to try new cuisine, those things that I'm not allergic to because I'm allergic to a lot. Um, so I love to try new places and things like that. Um, I'm really, 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 really big on sports. Um, basketball and football are my thing. Go Saints. So ever be a Saints fan. Um, and then I just, I, I think one thing that actually probably will surprise people is I'm such an introvert. Um, me and Wesley, me and my real, my intimate, my close quarters life. I'm such an introvert. And that's when I have to turn it on, that's when I really become Mr. West. Mr. West and Wesley are really night and day. Because uh, Wesley's private, he's quiet, he sleeps, he mm-hmm. don't want to be bothered. Um, he he not texting back, like, uh-uh. But Mr. West, like, he's out there, he's the life of the party, he's the hostess with the mostest. Um, so... Yeah, it's it's kind of funny when I tell people that, you know, like, guys, I'm really like an introvert. People are like, oh, you're lying. Like, oh, love up, you're playing coy. Like, no, I'm, I really am. Um, and I have actually had people tell me that it's people fall in love with Mr. West and they get they, then they get to know Wesley and be like, oh, my God, like, yo, you are like two different people. <laughs> and it's, it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I, I feel like... um the lazy man is a lot more West than, you know, anybody else. Yep. Like even when you were starting, I was just like, look at that. Look at him. He's so nervous. <laughs> so cute. Yes. That's look me. At that's me. <laughs> look at <him. laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's good to see that, that part of you, you coming out and stuff. So is there anything that you are trying to, that you would, be willing to say that you're trying to achieve like in the next year with the cooking show or with your music or anything that's that's a goal for you um so i will say that a goal for me cooking wise is i want to be on the food network mm. i'm putting that out there in the atmosphere uh because i am a firm believer in you know you asking for things and, and if you put the word says that face without motion is dead um so I am putting in the motion behind it. And I want to be on the Food Network. Um, I ha- actually have two pending applications for two of their shows. A couple of their shows do, um, what do they call, Home Chef episodes or Home Chef series. And I have applications in for those because I want to be 
I'm a Food Network. Chopped is my mm. favorite show to watch on TV. I know those baskets in and out. I know the kitchen with my eyes closed, and I've never been in it. Um, I want to be on the home home chef version of Chopped. Um, mm. So maybe not in the next year because I do know that you got to have a fan base. You got, but that. So for the next year, I would love to build up my fan base, build up my followers on both the uh, Instagram account and on the YouTube. Um, get more subscribers and, and things like that. Um, but within the next, the next uh, year to two years, I definitely want to be on the Food Network. Yeah, that sounds great. I can't wait for you to realize that so I can support you and be like, look at it. He ain't going to win. He don't know what to do with that. He don't know what to do with that basket. It probably don't taste good. <laughs> Ironically, my friends tell me that all the time. I'm going to be that chef that's going to get through the appetizers and the entree because I know savory food really, really well. And I'm going to get to dessert and just stand there because I don't, I don't <laughs> bake. Like, I'm not a, I don't even like sweets like that. So I'm going to get to dessert around and open this basket and be like, oh, shit. I'm just going to stand here. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll, it'll be fun to, to see that. So would you say you are, as, as my final question for you, um, would you say you're proud of yourself and, you know, what you're doing with your life and right now? Um, oh, my God. Um, so my PR training is kicking in and saying, you know, flip the question. Um, but I'm not going to say that I'm not proud of myself because I do feel like I have. I've done a few things in my 30 years. Um, I've checked off a few boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have put in the work for quite a few things. Um, nothing that I have done has come easy. Um, as you mentioned earlier, we both deal with chronic illnesses. Um, so that alone is already a strike against you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that I'm not proud of myself, but what I will say is um, I'm happy and I'm proud of the path that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy to be able to be in the position to financially support my mother. Uh, I'm happy and proud to be in a position to uh, be a mentor to our young college males, especially those in my fraternity. Uh, shout out to the office. Um, and I'm proud to be a person that people feel like that they can reach out to and they know that I'm going to give you what you need and I'm going to give you a little bit more. Um, so I'm not going to say that, oh yeah, like I'm good. I'm great. I love me. Like, and I do, but I also realize that there is still a lot more work to be done. Mm-hmm. And I've never been one of those people that wants to be complacent and one of those pat yourself on the back, you're done type of people because I don't feel like I am done. I, I still I still have a three, five, and 10-year plan for my own self. Um, so um, I can say that I'm proud of the path that I'm on and I'm proud of how far I come coming from a single family household in the deep South, mm. uh, being, being one of those people that should have been a statistic. Um, Cause I saw my first dead body at the age of five. Um, so 
I'm thankful of how God has kept me and I'm thankful for how he put the fire in me to be better. Amen. Um, so, so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yes, you better be. You should be proud of yourself because you have done a lot of things and you are such a cancer. Um, I am. <laughs> I am such a cancer. Um, <laughs> we both are, but it's still, you are such a cancer thinking about all the things that you still have to do and all of these <laughs> and, you know, I know that is such a Miss America answer <laughs> <laughs> you world are peace. <laughs> world peace everything <laughs> everything else but focusing on you um yeah so I appreciate you joining me and telling the people about how great and wonderful you are oh god um I want to say thank you for the opportunity to do this um i don't really do this a lot um my agent and my manager they push me but i push back um so i just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to you and your audience um and i also want to say to you that um i am really excited about everything that you have going on um especially knowing you know what you have to deal with in your everyday life uh, I don't think people, I don't think the average citizen realize what it takes to live with a disability. Yeah. Um, people, people take for granted waking up and being able to breathe. People take for granted waking up and being able to just wake up, jump out of bed, get your clothes, walk out the door. Like those, those little things, um, I think the average person take, uh, takes those things for granted until you don't have those anymore. Right. Um, so I, I just want to tell you that I'm very proud of what you're doing. I'm excited for what you have coming. Um, and I know that the best for you is still yet to come. Oh, that's so sweet, Wes. And I have it on the <laughs> record. And it's going to be out there in oh, the God. public. <laughs> so anytime Wes talking about me on his Snapchat, bad. Y'all know how he really uh, <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate you. And let the people know where they can find your music. Uh so yes, for everyone who haven't gotten the any of my albums, you can look me up on all streaming services. That's Mr. West M R dot W E S No T. Um, you'll see my beautiful face or the back of my head, which is weird, but yeah. Um, so <laughs> stream my music, um, and then also definitely look up the Cooking Show. That's the Lazy Man Cooking Show, both on YouTube, uh, Instagram, and our Facebook page. And um, I look forward to seeing you guys out there. And please, please, please reach out. Um, I'll make sure that Mr. West responds and not Wesley. Okay, now we're back for our adventure in ridiculosity. You know I can't leave you without talking about something ridiculous or crazy that's going on in the world today. And seeing as though I have... Our friend West, Mr. West, the lazy man, here. Um, let's talk about something musical. And how about this challenge from Drake's new album, the In My Feelings Challenge, started by Chiggy. Chiggy, what's his name? <laughs> how do you feel about that? <laughs> so, okay, first let me start off by saying I love Drake. I am Aubrey Hive 
all yes me way. too uh i love drake so drake if you or your people are listening to, to this and you want to reach out to a young buddy uh grammy nominated new new songwriter i'm your boy but anyway so mm-hmm. i i love drake i was i was um excited about the scorpion album especially when i heard it was half rap half r&b because mm-hmm. i i love it uh contrary to the lyric i love when drake sings like yes drake yes, open, open your mouth and sing yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I love when drake sings so the whole challenge to me it's and maybe it's because I don't follow enough celebrities or famous people on social media. So the first person I saw do it was, was Odell. When Odell Beckham did it, and I, I, he jumped out of the car and he's dancing, and I'm like, what is going, what, what is going on? That, and I hear the song, and I'm like, Odell. <laughs> <laughs> I hear the song, and I'm like, oh, that's off Drake's album, but what, like, what is Odell doing? Um, so I can't, but in my opinion, the person who has won the challenge was Will Smith. Yeah, no doubt. Will just, can we say that Will is winning social media, like, out of nowhere? Like, they're, well, they're Will, family, Will is the person to follow on Instagram. Their whole family is killing it. Like, I've always said, like, if you know me, you know Willow, Willow Smith has been, like, my mentor in my mind. <laughs> yes, she's younger than me, but still, Willow has been everything for me for years. I was I was feeling Jaden's albums when people was hating on him. Mm-hmm. We was we yeah, was I out it. here before I come living. Okay, I've been a stand for <laughs> and now we got the Red Table Talk, and Will is the reason that Instagram was created apparently because we needed this apparently in our life. And then I don't this challenge, man. I, I Will Smith put those coins to use. Will Smith said, I'm going to flex on y'all for just just give me 90 seconds. I'm going to flex real quick. Yeah. Uh, and I was, because when he was going up the bridge, I'm like, oh, he's getting arrested. <laughs> and he said, it, I'm going to jail for this. You are, sir. You're going to jail. For this. <laughs> but the, the whole visual, especially at the end when the camera floats away, I'm like, that's rich people stuff. Yes. Like, the, the drone probably costs more than my camera had to be on a drone. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. You win, Will. You win, Will. Go ahead. You, like you, you everybody right. else, just hang it up. Just hang it up. So, <laughs> I, but I did hear someone says that it's going to take a Beyonce to beat Will Smith, and I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But the the first challenge that I saw was Sierra and Russell, and I I appreciate them. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did like it. Russell, Russell can't, Russell can't dance or nothing. We know Sierra will, will give you a dance. And so I, I pretty much, <laughs> I appreciated that. Um, because I just don't understand why people stay coming for their happiness. Like leave them people be just, just leave them alone. Let them be happy. And you know, yeah. look, but you know, the future hive, you know, they, they ain't got no, oh, sense, yeah. no sense at all. But yeah, so you want, good, you want the woman to stay with the man who was cheating with her, right? Cheating on her, like, oh, okay, because you exactly. don't have enough of that going on, especially after he dropped his little album on their anniversary. I was like, boy, <laughs> that's petty, that's petty, that's so petty. petty. I, but, I love it. But the petty, petty, the pettier part that people don't remember is that he, he had that um settlement a few years back with one his next two album sales and concert tours going to somebody else because he owed them money. So he releases something Absolutely. he not to get no money from. So if, Absolutely. You, if you really remember, he ain't doing nothing. Flex on that. 
with this new baby yeah. supposedly on the way with Bow Wow Baby Mama. Wait a minute. Why do people have Why so many kids? Why does Future keep going to all the Bow Wow exes? Because <laughs> Sierra dated <laughs> Bow Wow, and now this new Lord, what? Mm, Bow Which Wow needs to use this as his claim to fame or something. Because you know he's struggling on social media. After the Bow Wow challenge, he can't come back. Bruh, no one will believe him. Like, like you can't come back. That was hard. Sorry. That's some stuff that like regular regular people do. Like, why? So yes. And then one one of your one of your cousins or your auntie comment, be like, boy, you sitting in my living room. Like, but a famous person, like, no. No, you know you're being watched. Like, you know that's going to come out for you. Like, you could at least use the old real picture. Like, <laughs> that's so hurtful, man. That's so bad. Because it's Bow Wow. It's not even like it was Soulja and I like Soldier Boy, but it's not even like it was Soldier Boy. This is a little <laughs> Bow Wow. You just don't know. Okay. <laughs> we grew up with Bow Wow. We like he was one of us. We grew up with him. Yes. We knew all your lyrics when you were probably way too young to be uh rapping about some of that stuff. But we still liked it because you was little Bow Wow. Man. Lord have mercy. You see, see how times change and people grow up and just mm, just don't know who they are after. Jeez please. <laughs> We need some of these older people to give some some lessons or something. We need we need Jay Z yeah. and, and Diddy and them to be like, this is how you grow up through this because it seems like some of the ones okay. who grew up with us they they hit a certain level and they struggling. Like Trey Songs ain't gonna make it to Boys to Men like to be doing these Vegas stints. Like he's not gonna make it. There. He done hit this wait, point where no, he should be making no, the same song. I, no man, I am coming. I am coming in defense of my vocal twin. Trey is gonna you, make it. You will not. Trey has, you, you do not sound Trey like a Billy Goat. All, you do not sound like a Billy Goat. No, that's the man from Empire, not Trey. No, no, um, that is Trey. Trey has all of these albums. Trey has hits. Um, now, now is he gonna make it to Vegas? Mm, I, I'm not gonna say that that's gonna be his audience. I don't even but feel Trey like Trey's gonna make it to next year. Okay. Listen, Trey's gonna be out here giving y'all the greatest hits of Trey of Trigger tour when he's like fifty and sixty. And y'all still gonna be saying the neighbors know your name. First of all, yes. That's where it ends. That's where we end though. <laughs> After that point, he kept remaking <laughs> the same songs on the same album with different names. Like my G, you need to grow your braids back and struggle a little. And then maybe we can get some creative mixtapes and some albums from you because clearly, once you let out something great, cut your hair, you thought you was grown, sir. You are not grown. Get they back say, they say sex sells. So when Trey had them braids and that wife beat her on, he wasn't getting the numbers. But the day he cut them braids off and put on that cocoa butter gel, they like really <laughs> shine on the black skin, they like pop. Y'all were crazy. Trey got the gym. He lost Listen. his mind. <laughs> Y'all did it. You guys <laughs> did it to him. You've created this monster known as Mr. Steal Your Girl, and now you're going to have to deal with it. He needs to grow. We need some growth, Trey. We just, we just need you to grow up a little bit, just, just a little tiny bit. Because, the, I mean, he can do a little something-something, but he getting mad on, and he getting angry and stuff and getting arrested. Like, he going through something in his, in his, in his heart. I feel like that's, uh, that's, he that's from him hanging out with Chris Brown. Oh Jesus! He so mm, 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 mm. 
and and that's who got the vocals that could take him. But he he just listen. He just Chris, Chris still sings circles around these boys. Bless his heart. Now he can't he he can't dance and sing like he used to. Now putting them together, he gonna he gonna need a breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you put this man in the studio, he he finna out sing y'all. Yeah, them vocals Hands down, he finna out sing y'all. He just being a terrible person sometimes. That's it. That's what, that's why they they need they need they need a mentor of some sort, somebody who didn't get into that tr- mm. but was still like in was relatively popular. Paparazzi became crazy. Who? I don't know who. Who? Because all the people that ex- achieved the fame that Trey and Chris have achieved, you don't want them as your mentor. I don't want R. Kelly as my mentor. Uh, 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 uh. No, we don't, we don't want that because he. I don't want Bobby Brown as my mentor. We don't need no. that. We need somebody like a. Can we get like a Teddy? Who? Can we get a Teddy Riley? Tell me who. Can we get a Teddy Riley? But Teddy Riley wasn't no artist famous. But, he was a songwriter famous. But still, but I feel like you. He was famous enough to have gotten into some trouble, and you won't really mm-hmm. hear much. Now, now, okay. You, now, you, you don't think, think nobody, about just nobody. You, okay, I can give you nobody was really checking, checking for him to be following him around like paparazzi. But like, it's got no. to be somebody. It's got to be somebody who, who was that and just. We know how this. You and I know how this mentorship game works. A person as your mentor needs to be somebody that has achieved what you've done and gone a little further. So you can't be my mentor, and you ain't never had no platinum album. How you? How? Houseway? How you gonna mentor me? Lord have mercy. But they need mentoring on another level. <laughs> they, don't need to, they don't need to learn how to sell these albums. They need to learn how to keep their lives in order <laughs> to not be so I'm sure I'm you to name somebody. In these stri- don't, you name somebody. You know there that isn't one. <laughs> Just because I can't think of it don't mean the person don't exist. So they need somebody. Jesus. Listeners, we want you to send in the name of potential mentors for Trey Songs and Chris Brown. Please. We gonna submit them. Please, we will we'll get them. We to can't the think proper, of nobody. We can't think of nobody right now, but we will get them to the proper people. Uh, <laughs> to get these young men mentored. Um, we also need a vocal coach for Trey Song um, because oh my god, that was like a Billy Goat one more time. Um, no, he doesn't. Trey has a really nice. I'm gonna voice. mute him really on every. Social media, I'm gonna block him on every streaming site if I can. Oh, if ever. Trey has a, I like Trey's voice. Trey has a good voice. Come on now. Mm, you you're really making me question. If I didn't know you could sing, I wouldn't I would question you right now. Ah! I, I mean I mean question I, I, I'm saying now. <laughs> let 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 the record show. <laughs> let the record show. <laughs> oh, let me let me hear some. You, you your voice together. Let me hear it. Let me remind it, It's not because I've been in rehearsal all day. You're not going to oh. embarrass me on here. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> I know when to say no. I know when to say no. Mm-mm. I know. I guess the Mm-mm. people can stream. You know, that that What Is Love album is still one of my favorites. You know, one of the top. Oh, songs. thanks. So, you know, I give you that. I, I did go into it like, mm, I don't know what this is about to sound like. <laughs> you, but, you literally did. I think I still have the first email where you said, if you can't sing, I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, well, I'm glad I can sing." <laughs> I know, right? I was like, you know, because some people can sing, but then you know they be putting these songs together. You be like, "What is you? What is you doing on this? Why does your voice sound like that yeah. on this song? This ain't the right <laughs> one." But 
but you you, you gave me some, you gave me some good stuff. I was really feeling this, so yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the the world of music is 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 fairly crazy right now. And are you going to Aubrey and the Migos? So, <laughs> mm, I want to go to Aubrey, and then like leave when the Migos show up. <laughs> Cause I mean they're gonna be late. Like it's gonna be a DJ set in between them, um, and I'm just like I like the Migos music in the car. And when you like, I need some hype stuff, right. or when you out, like it's it's a good like it's a good turn up when we you know in the club or whatever you out and you know a, a good four or five minutes of a couple of Migos songs mm-hmm. uh, strung together. Like that's cool. But do I really? Do I really want to sit through a 45 to a 60 minute set of me? Lord have mercy. I'm interested. I'm curious even, to see how it goes. I don't even think I know enough Migos songs to eat. Like, I would be lost through a half day set. Because I don't think I even know enough. Yeah, I, pre- I pretty much just know what's on the radio. So, um, yes. Yeah, that's probably where I'm going to be at. I mean, I feel like they're not going to perform much more than that. You know, um, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to a Migos show. Um, you know, I usually leave that to the young people to go to these types of shows. But, you know, I I've, haven't I've seen Drake perform in a long time since, um, what was the, um, toward the, oh, it's been a long time. It's the, it was the All of Young Money tour that happened like in. The what? It was the, what was it? I am music. What was it? I don't remember. It was like the tour with um, Wayne, um, Nikki. And he just showed up. He wasn't even on the tour. He just showed up. (laughs) He just showed up to the DC show. Um, I can't remember the name. Yeah. So you know, I haven't seen Drake perform since Drake was real, really, really Drake. So right, I'll be ready to, to enjoy that. Although it's like. A weekend. The tour dates here are like it's like a week and a half after, um, on the run too. So I'm gonna be all up down to uh, the concerts in September. Listen, those on the run, those Carters, they are playing with y'all. Quit. They are playing, here. playing with y'all. We're being they, a hater. They y'all buy them tickets. I'm no, no, no. I'm not being a hater. I, I actually love the business model. They made y'all buy concert tickets under the impression that it was going to be the same set as on the run one. Then they did some European shows knowing that the set was going to show up on YouTube. So all of y'all are watching the set and getting mad. Talking about, I've already seen this. She ain't changed nothing up. Here go Jay-Z again. So they heard you and they dropped this random album out of the sky on a Saturday. (laughs) And then open up more shows. I love this business model. This works. Like, this is genius. They are amazing. And, and they also subsidize their shows, which I ain't mad at. Tickets start at $25. They own it. They, they smart. Like, we're going to offer you a $25 ticket so that everyone can't, so people can't say, I couldn't afford to go. Now, you can afford to go. Now, can you afford to actually be able to see them? That's not our problem. <laughs> That's not our concern. <laughs> There's screens in here. Oh, but but you you want to see her? You want to see the sequence in, in the jumpsuit? 
Oh, well, we gonna need a couple of G's for that. Right. If we're gonna need a little, little something, something, we're gonna be way down yonder, <laughs> right by the stage, right. up on the stage. But yeah, but yeah, I, I ain't mad at him. But the thing is, I didn't see on the run one. So either way, I wasn't gonna be mad at oh, it. Oh, so you're good. I, yeah. I, I missed it because it, that was 2014, and I was I was actually down here in New Orleans for um, Essence with Prince, and had you know decided to stay a, another day or so, and so flying back was the same day that that show was so you know i just wasn't gonna go from did you, did you fly back with prince into the concert yeah did so. you fly back with prince like you know, on the of same. course of course private jet with my father <laughs> right because i know how you, in, in your mind uh, in what what in my dna my genetics is that what you said in my genetics you you've never even been to minnesota what are you talking about? A liar. You don't know my life. <laughs> you don't no. know my life. <laughs> I mean, but okay. You will let you have it. Whatever. It's your show. You're right. You're really trying it. On my podcast, <laughs> I ought to do this episode before it gets posted. <laughs> you are a mess. But see, this is what happens when you start talking about all the adventures in ridiculosity. So I appreciate you joining me on this segment of my show. And um, you told the people how they can reach you, but tell them one more time how they can find you on social media. So once again, you guys can find me on social media for the cooking show. It is the Lazy Man Cooking Show, both on YouTube and on Instagram. And we have a Facebook fan page. Artist-wise, you can find my Facebook page under the name Mr. West, M-R dot W-E-S, no T. Uh, and you can find all of my music available at all streaming locations. Um, you'll see the first album, What Is Love. The second album, which just went gold a couple of weeks ago, A Man Called West. And the third album, which will be out this Wednesday, 7-18-18, Sincerely Wesley. Yes, thanks for joining me today. Absolutely, I had a great time. Good. Thank you for listening to When Wit Happens. You can find Wit living her best life at withappen6.com and at withappen6 on social media. Subscribe and follow for updates. Until next time, keep living your best life.